Hey guys, you're tuned in to another episode of Black and Yellow, and before we get started, we do have a couple announcements for you guys. So, Sean? So basically, last not, last week we were talking about a guest we were going to have named Michael, but due to a bit of technical difficulties with Michael, we decided to switch over to a different professional. So, we just want to introduce Noah Patterson, also known as Terp the Bounty Hunter, we got some questions for him in the marijuana field, and we hope that he shares some insight. So, thanks for joining us, Noah. Glad to be here with you guys. We're also, throughout the podcast, probably going to refer to him as Terp or... Uh, Terps. Yeah, Terps. So, if you guys hear that throughout the podcast, just so you don't get confused. All right, Terps. So, basically, we have a couple questions we just want to run through and see what you think. What kind of what kind of customers do you usually sell to? Like, what what's the general demographic of the people that you work with? Well, a lot of people I work with when I go to these events like High Times, HempCon events that are licensed, I have a lot of uh, clientele that'll come up to me that are sick, unfortunately, and have cancer or leukemia, and they're looking for products that can help them and help fight their disease. You know. And that's the general demographic. Yeah, you are, like that's something a lot of people don't see within the marijuana society is that like they see like just these kids getting high. But you really brought up a great point of how beneficial something like what what specifically are you selling to them? Is it like flour? Will it be like wax, edibles? Well, when I'm at the event, I represent a company, the OG Diggs THC syrup. Um, for you guys that don't know, you guys will know now, Jay Diggs lost his son uh, due to promethazine with codeine. He seized in his sleep with an overdose, unfortunately, uh, in 2014. And Diggs, from that day of his passing, he promised to uh, kick the cup and just promote an alternative sipping method. And that was a THC syrup he started. And he... And I met, and he let me join the team because mm-hmm. I was young and energetic, and he saw the drive in me. And um, now I sell to dispensaries that are licensed, and they sell to the other people that just come in like customers. Mm-hmm. So when you when you first were brought on the board, what what were you working for Dix for? What what exactly were you doing? Were you were you producing the syrup or? I was the representative for the NorCal district, and I had over like 40 dispensaries that I had to manage, not manage, but make sure that the bottles were there, make sure the inventory was good. Uh, Whenever they were down, I'd restock them. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. So, and then just so for the audience, for people that aren't very familiar with the syrup, it is something that you would mix with a drink, and then it does have some... Uh, psychoactive effects later on or is this more of a cbd product how would you classify this we have both we have cbd and thc our cbd is 80 milligrams of cbd in a four ounce bottle leaving you with 20 milligrams per serving or per ounce and also 10 milligrams of melatonin in that bottle so it gives you a good sleep aid Mm -hmm. Our THC bottles, we have a 1,000-milligram bottle, and we also have a 500-milligram bottle in a 4-ounce bottle, which is 125-milligram per ounce serving. Mm -hmm. And yes, you can mix it with anything. You can put it on your pancakes as well as mix it in 
water and it'll have a Kool-Aid effect. Our product is sugar-free, so it's uh, we work with the diabetic group who are people with diabetes and cannot have a lot of sugar. Because mm-hmm. so most sugar or most THC syrup in this market has over 40 milligrams of sugar or 40 grams of sugar in bottles. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. So when you talk about 1,000 milligrams of THC or 500 milligrams, how, how do you dose that out per person? How would you... Well... We make our product from Shatter, okay. which is BHO. Uh, we are switching to distillate, but right now how we're getting the measurements is we'll get a Shatter that is tested from SC Labs at 54% THC. And if you do the conversions, a gram will equal 540 milligrams of THC if it's tested at 54%. That's how it works out. If it's tested at 84%, it'll be 840 milligrams of THC in that gram of wax. If you were to break it down and do the cycle into the edible. Mm -hmm. And our 500 milligram bottles have shatter that is tested at 50% THC. And we decarbonate the wax and it comes out to our THC syrup. It's a secret, but... Secret recipe. I can't yeah, give it. you can't give out yeah. the rest, but that was because a, a lot special. of people have offered us money for it. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So it sounds like there's a lot more math involved than a normal, you know, hypocrite would think or whatnot. A normal. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a lot like you. The knowledge that you have sounds very similar to like I'm a, like a scientist with his potions, or like me with my bikes, for instance, or Sean with like snowboards or surfboards. You know, like this is something. It sounds like not only something you work in, but something you're very passionate about as well. Would you say that? That you're passionate about, like, making sure people get the right flavors or about the just the products themselves? Yeah, I started, before I met Jay Diggs, I was a connoisseur myself. I would go for quality over quantity every day. Mm-hmm. You know, go for the best live resins, the best, the best quality that was there. And at the time, I was dabbing... West Coast Cure Hardcore OG, their bomb line, and that was running me 60 a half gram, 100 a gram at the time. No price break, too. But what I'm getting to is... So, what I'm basically asking is just like, like how... No, you're fine. How how do you get to this point? You know, like, how, how did you acquire this knowledge of just... You know, is it just dabbing, or is it meeting with all these people? Is it... Uh, just how you know like how'd you get so smart i had the pleasure of uh meeting southern turk farm humble he's from humble county uh very good and very great grower and very great extractor too kind of showed me the ropes of what good quality medicine is and um, i really don't smoke flour as much anymore and here's my reason um I don't know what the grower is doing in his grow. For all I know, I don't know what he's using to water his plants. I only smoke flour from a grower I know personally, and I know that he's 100% organic, and he also has the same vision as I do. Give medicine to people that need it at affordable prices, because there's a lot of companies now that are selling wax it or concentrates edibles at ridiculous prices just because of the name in front of the label like the label Mm -hmm. 
And we don't think that's right. We think that it should be affordable for the, even the low-income people that are still trying to medicate and for medical reasons, yeah. not just for recreational reasons. Absolutely. And, like, so give us some insight. Like, what is, what's good, good marijuana and bad marijuana? And what separates it? Like, how do you tell the difference personally? Well, you see it, I'm not, uh, no, I'm not an expert like that, but you can tell between bad bud and good bud. If you break the nug and you see a little brown mildew, like a powder mildew. Well, not even nugs. Let's, let's go to your expertise. Concentrates. Concentrates, for instance. Yeah. Concentrates. Well, you see a lot of people right now in the concentrate game just mislabeling their products, um, running trims, sugar leaf, and labeling them as nug runs. You'll see them just mislead their patients. Mm -hmm. Even a terrible medicine that won't pass any testing, they'll put in the market just to make the money out of it, you know? That's one thing that I've been seeing. And And the way you can tell the difference is, from good and bad concentrates is when you're dabbing your concentrate and you get a spicy feeling in the back of your throat Mm -hmm. as soon as you hit it and it just spicy burns you're coughing right away and it's like a fireworks going off on the nail yeah that's when you know something's wrong you know when you're dabbing good oil and tested at zero ppm whether it's solventless or whether it's extracted with butane or propane um, you're supposed to, in my knowledge, get the burning feeling kind of like the punch in your chest, not in your throat. Yeah. Good medicine, uh, good medicine will go clear in your throat. If you don't choke, you don't smoke. That's what Wiskalif always said. <laughs> in his music, so so yeah. literally, bad bad concentrates will make you feel bad when you smoke them. You'll you know? get a headache yeah. right away. Sometimes you'll get a headache. From my experience, I've dabbed some stuff my friends have brought to the table table that haven't been so well, darker than your steering wheel probably, you know? <laughs> um, and I've taken the dab and I've thrown up, uh-huh. which I never do on other concentrates. Maybe I take a fat dab, you never know. But you can just tell. You don't feel good. You'll feel nauseous. You're going to have a headache. And that's just because of the chemicals behind it. Yeah. You never know if they're taking the lipids and the fats out or actually purging the the concentrate to its full potential. Mm-hmm. So that brings up a really good point, the, the chemical aspect of marijuana. So with, with the legalization that has just happened, do you think uh, now that the government has control over this industry in a sense – that they're going to try to mass produce it and that there might be more chemicals and concentrates and bud. And or, or do you think they're already doing that? Yeah. Or are they already doing that? I think in the future, the tobacco companies are going to take over the marijuana mm-hmm. industry because they got all the money. But at this time, they're letting marijuana companies that were currently running under Prop 215 and SB 420 uh, before when they were running on those uh, laws, they are getting, most companies now have to file for a permit, whether if they're extracting hash, which is non-volatile, and or extracting concentrates that has THC and has chemicals, which is a volatile, if I'm not mistaken, 
and it, it's a type six, depending on what location you are with all these permits, you need like 40 permits. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. But you, states are allowing you and counties certain grows in certain companies test temp us uh, temporary state permits to distribute and manufacture medicine but that's until june i believe and 2018 2018 and that's when i think the county will decide whether they will get their official permit or not oh. and i've seen a couple of friends and big time growers in this area won't say their names, but they're bouncing back once they do. Uh, you'll see their cherry pez. That's one of their big strengths for you that know, you'll know. Um, <laughs> they, they filed their paperwork, their blueprints and everything. And fortunately, I don't know what happened. They posted on their Instagram. So it's out there for you guys to see too. They got raided or whatever happened by the state and or the city or whoever it was and they got raided don't know the reason why but they posted again on instagram that everything got dropped a day later which was weird they destroyed all their harvest and oh. did everything took everything wow. and literally dropped the charges the next day so like i said for you that know you'll know you guys should check them out on instagram grand floral genetics you'll see it they posted it on their instagram it's out there for everyone to see. Most people are getting raided as soon as they post their paperwork and give their blueprints because here's a little tricky part. When you're filing your blueprints or giving your blueprints to the city for your permits, they don't think you're growing. In their eyes, you're not supposed to be growing until they give you the temporary permit. But if they know and have a feeling that you're growing, before they give you that temporary permit, you're fucked. They will come and do whatever they can to mess, like ruin your life, take you to jail, through put you through the process. You'll have to bail out and call Pop Brothers Law. So but it's not even like it's not even like they're making it harder for them. They're just not letting them do it at all, or at least the just trying to destroy their livelihood. So like we see it on TV, like when pot clubs are like raided or whatnot, and you know, the cops confiscate all this type of gear or medicine, essentially. But what does that look like on a grower's or, or business owner's end? Like, what do they experience after the, after the raid? Because everyone sees the raid. They see what happens when everything's gone. But, like, what's the back end of that for the grower or the, the distributor or what, the business owner? Well, there's a lot to it. It depends on a vendor's level. To For me, if I was taking product to a dispensary... I'm not that I do this. I don't do consignments. I never leave product. I always do a COD cash out the door, you know. Um, but I can only imagine. I've seen clubs get raided, dispensaries get raided, and all their product get taken. But tenders get arrested for being in there. Managers, owners, you know. Um, the whole nine yards. Whole nine, uh, whole nine yards. And... One club or one dispensary that is a good example and what you shouldn't do, you know, San Jose Organics. They got shut down in about 2000, I want to say 14, 13, around, or 13 or 14 around that 13, time. 14 or 15? 
I think 13 or 14. 14. I think 14. It was 14, yeah. They got shut down and got raided because they were on camera doing stuff you shouldn't do, basically running an underground club. But back to the question, for for how it does it hurt people, the bail. I can only imagine San Jose yeah. Organics owner having to pay out out of his own personal money all the vendors that he owed money to. Like consignments, like vendors that came and dropped off product and expected to come back two weeks later for their money or when their product sold. Or those vendors never got their money back, you know, and they I bet the owners how to pay for their lawyer fees. I know the San Jose Organics owner got sued big time, you know, it was on Cron 4 News, everything. But it hurts vendors mostly if they're doing consignments because they'll never get their money back and they'll go down, you know. Just as a as a as a vendor, essentially, because they never were reimbursed for never their for their product. But now, with it being all licensed, and most vendors having to be licensed and having to go through distribution companies, they have to only mess with licensed dispensaries, so they don't run into those problems, you know. But then you again you see all these underground dispensaries and underground deliveries, especially down south in LA. In Orange County. All these loopholes. That's crazy. So let's just switch up the topic then from the legality to like more of like personal things. Like what what right now are you smoking on right now? I see that we got some flavors in this room right now, but like personally what's your what's your go to strain? Right now my go to strain is the Friendly Farms four twenty collab or the Friendly Farms four twenty sauce. They are based out in northern and central california area and they aim for quality over quantity and they offer one thing i like about this company they offer excuse me guys they offer levels to their patients they have a condensor level and then they have a lower level for patients that still can get quality but not premium quality like i shall say Let's compare it to 91 gas to 89, basically, you know? It's just that much of a difference between their quality. And the reason I smoke their their flowers or their concentrate is everything is tested. Most people and most extractors now and most growers, I shouldn't say most, but you'll see a lot of these growers. They'll give out these excuses to why they don't have lab results. They'll say... Oh, we sell out too. We'll sell out fast, and we don't need results. You know, it's it's clean medicine. I can tell you, Friendly Farms will probably pump out thousands of grams and sell, but they'll s- still produce lab results. You know, even though they sell out in a day or two at events, dispensaries. You know, buying them out, they'll still produce lab results, and that's what I like. And their medicine tests at zero ppm, which is which is clean medicine, you know, in my eyes. Yeah. Right, right now I'm smoking on, the flavor I'm smoking on is Forbidden Gushers. This is the Connected Cannabis Co. and Friendly Farms collab. And then I'm smoking on some Three Kings. This is a Friendly Farms uh, collab that they did with the farm, or maybe it's in-house, I'm not sure. But this one was a premium nug run. Uh, live resin plant, whatever it was, but I know it was organic and they have test results on it. So that's why it's my to go. 
Our go-to. Go-to. Go-to, yeah. Hell yeah. That's crazy. I do have other options, too. I can get Gold Clover. I can, I've tried a lot of companies, to be honest. None of them are up to par with the smoothness. Some are and some aren't. You know, there's like companies like Turk Preservation that are up to par with them, you know. But other than that, you'll see companies that will produce product and say whole plant live resin and you'll try it and it's opposite harsh like I said in the throat like product that you shouldn't put on the market one person I really respect in this industry his name is Earl Hill you can follow him on Instagram Earl Hill you look back on his post he posted this in October 25th 2017 I remember the day because it's, it's significant because it's significant because he produced some cherry pie live resin and over a thousand grams and keep in mind he wholesale this at events at 70 a gram at event so imagine at dispensaries you're looking at 80 to 100 a gram you know, so one thing he posted on Instagram was it's him pouring, <laughs> pouring out 500 gram mason jars, pounds in a mason jar into a porta potty oh. because it wasn't passing his condensor level. And the reason I say I respect him is because you'll see a lot of these extractors just jar it up and sell it. Because those thousand grams at twenty dollars or thirty dollars at an underground sesh an event, that's guap for that person. But Earl Hill just threw that down the toilet and didn't care because he's quality over quantity and he wants to give the top quality for his patients and the connoisseurs that are looking for that level of medicine. So he, he was more focused on the quality of the of the cannabis rather than the cash flow. It sounds like, yeah? Yep, exactly. That's crazy. So it sounds like you really enjoy this industry, but would you? what would, what would your top two reasons be to, to sticking with it, like, if you could? The reason I'm sticking in it is because I've been fortunate enough to meet a lot of great people, such as Golden State Banana. They're great people. They're uh, based out here down in the Santa Cruz Mountains area, I guess. If you want to be technical with it. Yeah, be technical. They're ja, hippies. You know? <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're not hippies. They're not hippies. They're not hippies. <laughs> like hippies, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, surfers. they're the, the surfers, you know, Rod. Um, <laughs> but um, what I'm trying to say is I've been uh, fortunate enough to meet all these big-time growers, vend at so many locations and dispensaries, and make so many relationships with all these people. And the reason I want to stay here is because I have a patient currently that has uh, skin cancer that I provide, or a very bad skin disease or skin cancer, and it deteriorates his skin kind of, like his skin, I don't know how to say it, like it just bleeds, it's weird. And it's unfortunate that he's going through this. But what I can say, and I'm glad my CBD syrup is helping him with pain, you know? Yeah. Um, 
and he doesn't have to take all those medicines that make him nauseous and unfor- like feel nasty, side, n- effects nasty side effects, you know? So I, I provide that to him, and that's one thing I really like, giving medicine to people that uh, really need it. There's also patients that I know that have like stomach problems, you know, that need THC syrup or need any edible, whether it's gummies that I can get, you know, just to help them out. Damn. That's deep. That's deep. How would you deal with law enforcement? You know, with law (laughs) enforcement right now, um, like the Pop Brothers Law say, if you get pulled over, you ask the police officer, why did you pull... This is like any traffic violation. Why did you pull me over? Um, if he tells you, he asks you why it smells like weed, tell him, hey, I'm not, like, what are you up to? If he says, what are you up to? Say, I'm not discussing my day. Um, and he keeps asking you questions. And I ask him these things. Why am I being pulled over? Am I being detained? If you are being detained, invoke your fifth and shut the fuck up. You know, I've learned that the hard way, you know, dealing with the sheriffs, trying to force things out of me, trying to, uh, say, oh, if you tell us, like, if you were really smoking, we'll let you just leave. But in reality, if you tell him you were smoking, you're going to get fucked over. Red Rover, you know. <laughs> but um, what what I'm trying to say is law enforcement, as long as you got your valid recommendation right now, we're in a recreational state where if you're over the age of 21, you can consume medicine, you know. Uh, not saying it's okay to just go sell people drugs on the side of the street, but if they're over the age of 21 and they're in your house, hey, no, it doesn't hurt, just give them a dub. <laughs> you know? In reality. <laughs> yeah. But uh, let's go back to, like, the question. Cops, uh, just be nice to them, but shut the fuck up. Don't incriminate yourself. Um, Straight up. And if they do want to force you off the car the hard way, bro, just know, record it on your phone. They have that body cam. Whether it gets corrupted in evidence or damaged in evidence, you'll have your camera on you. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Turp the Bounty Hunter. You'll see a couple incidents of me with law enforcement, and boom, I had my camera. And at the end of the video, it's funny. I'll play it, and you guys can hear it um, if you guys really want. Um, it's we'll, fun. We'll pull up the link and put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah we'll put it in the show for you guys. But it's funny. I started recording, and the cop was so so upset at me recording he didn't know what was going on let me just tell you when you watch the video he'll tell you i asked him hey how are you doing sir and at the end of the video he says you approached me by saying i'm recording i'm recording but the funny thing is the beginning of the video I'm riding my RC car, and then the lights just turn on all of a sudden. So I am recording. Before he even gets out the car, I just say, hi, how are you doing, you know? So it's just funny how he changes everything from beginning to end. And then at the end, very, very end, when they don't find anything in my car, I still knock on wood because I would have gone to jail, you know, because of the amount of marijuana, you know? Uh, But uh, what I'm trying to say is, he pointed at my phone and said, because you had to record and do all this, this is what happens. And I told him, hey, the Supreme Court ruled this day. And he said, I don't give a fuck on camera, which is kind of funny because it just shows that he was just trying to just catch us on something. But as long as you have your camera and you're recording, you're golden. And if they do anything to you, like I said, hire a lawyer and sue the city. <laughs> teach them a lesson there's 
There's many cases that um, if you follow Pop Brothers Law, follow them. They've won many cases where police officers have pulled over cars that smell like marijuana. And yes, in reality, they've had millions of dollars in the trunk with pounds of weed <laughs> that's gotten confiscated. But Pop Brothers Law, shout out to them. They've won many cases where they've gotten million dollars and wax and treat and everything back because of winning the case because they followed the script and the script is why did you pull me over am i being detained or free to go and then if you are shut the fuck up and that's what their clients did and they beat the case right then and there damn so it looks like you got a lot of insight on this whole industry from the front and the back just a little bit i started this at the ages uh I started at the age of 16, and I'm just going to keep writing it, you know. At the legal level, I've started at the age 18 dealing with medical Prop 215 spots and just going on from there. But other than that, just yelling away. feel <laughs> <laughs> it. Well, no, uh, Terps, we really appreciate you coming out here and sharing your knowledge with us. Like, this is, has been the most insightful podcast and one of our first interviews too so congratulations oh yeah, thanks one I of the lo- first interviewees <laughs> i love you guys you guys are <laughs> i you know you know I, it's an honor to be here sitting in this studio with you guys you know um doing this podcast sharing my intelligence not even intelligence what i've learned in the past years it's definitely and, intelligence. and sharing yeah. it with you guys <laughs> although even these experienced people that watch this podcast and say damn he doesn't know what he's talking about it's stuff that I learned from these uh, big time growers, you want to call, or big shots in this industry, distributors that I roll with and deal with on a daily basis, you know? Um, like I said. What he's basically trying to say is we're not bullshitting y'all. We're, we're not bullshitting y'all. We're yelling oi to the end. Yeah. <laughs> this is a real deal, friends. <laughs> Terp, the bounty hunter signing off. I'll catch you guys later. Stay tuned. You heard it from the man himself. We're signing off, and we'll see you guys next week. Black and yellow.